bring, bring. Juhu. 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 Oh, big dog. How's it going today? Oh, it's so good to hear your voice, my co-host, Eric. Wow. Wow. We're, I'm wow. remoting in from Anchor Web. And uh, <laughs> the, the it's like when you go into a different subway location than mm. your, your typical one where you're a regular, where they know your name. And everything feels the same. Same brick, same picture, same menu, similar looking artist, but it's all just a little bit off. That's how, that's how this feels for me right now. Mm. Yeah, I totally understand, Ty. There is an onboarding process anytime you enter a new environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to locate the begin beginning of the line, um, mm-hmm. you locate the end of the line, you got to mm-hmm. um, find which of the tables has the best view of the sandwich creation process, um, mm-hmm. where the garbage cans are located, where the bathroom key is located, mm-hmm. um, any emergency exits, of course. And, you know, once you have all that information down, then you're ready to hit play or, you know, tap to pay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the uh, rhyme work you're doing there. He's doing God's work and rhyme work. The (laughs) bathroom key is an interesting one, Eric. I generally avoid subway bathrooms when I do, but when you do need to uh, piddle, it's always like the the, the key is always like the you're in like a final boss in a video game. It'll be like hung up on the brick behind the register and you have to like fight the sandwich artist to get to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And by fight, it's really just negotiating like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to buy a sandwich. I promise. Just let me like piss first. Mm-hmm. Um, always a struggle when you're in a gentrified neighborhood, Ty, because mm-hmm. usually those neighborhoods don't allow you to use the bathroom unless you're a paying customer and you have a receipt in hand. Yeah, unless you flash the Amex already, you're not getting that key. And that's really challenging because I don't like to build a sandwich on a full bladder, Eric. <laughs> I find it affects my concentration. I would like to like, go to the washroom, do my business, and then figure out what bread. What bread is critical. Um, you're right, Ty. It reduces patience. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try not to make any decisions on a full bladder because I know that I'm not going to get the best me out of it. I'm going to have, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get down bad, Eric. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's reserved for after my full on, not before. You mm-hmm. know, if I have it before, then what am I even doing at Subway? I can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. afford that. You've got to set yourself up for success. Exactly. The other thing I, but on the flip side, Eric, the thing I don't like about the <laughs> pre-order P is that then I'm, <laughs> pushing I'm asking P. The, yeah, I'm pushing P before the, uh, the Sammy, but <laughs> uh, I, I'm, asking a sandwich artist to grab the key and they're grabbing <laughs> that they're gloved up they're sniping this like oh, probably the dirtiest object in the entire franchise mm-hmm. they're, they're touching that with their gloved up hand handed it to me and then eventually i'm going to hand it back after i probably made it objectively dirtier so you have this like toxic object that's going changing hands and you know they're not changing gloves after they get that key they're gonna go immediately and they'll use those same gloves to prepare your sandwich 
<laughs> that is dangerous. Now we're playing with fire here, Ty, because mm-hmm. that is a breeding ground for bacteria. And um, it really depends as well on the type of object that the bathroom key is appended to. Um, mm-hmm. I know at my local coffee shop, it is a an abandoned AeroPress that they mm. attached the key to, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the piss the pissiest way to make a coffee <laughs> mm-hmm. um what is what is a subway key bathroom key what is the subway key at bathrooms oh let's try that again what mm-hmm. does the bathroom key at subway get attached to is it the fork there's no fork is it the knife no fork. The, the, they're not going to give the patron the knife that's far too much power <laughs> You're right. You're Especially right. Especially in it's a the, neighborhood. That, that's true. Can, can I have the bathroom key? Is the same as can I have? Can I choose my weapon? <laughs> yeah, dude. You try to give them the knife, and most patrons using the bathroom will be like, "Oh no, I'm packing my own. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> At least in exactly. the gentrified neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So, what is it attached to then, Ty? Well, there isn't that many easy to move objects behind the counter. You have a toaster oven. You have a retired panini press. You have a soup ladle. It could be on the soup ladle because no one is scooping the soup, but there's still a soup ladle. Yeah, you're right. There, There is a soup ladle that is just marinating in the broth all day, mm-hmm. every day. That could be it. Um, there's, a, there's a big metal spoon for meatballs. Mm-hmm. That could be one. That could be you good. Know? Yeah, there is an ice cream scooper for the tuna. <laughs> That's yeah. another cool one. A decommissioned scoop. Yeah. I would I would even go as far as to say like the value picks menu has shrunk so much <laughs> over the years that it now may be a movable object. <laughs> oh yeah, just take the, the picture of the veggie sub and the egg salad sandwich. Exactly. I like that. And then you could even use that as a marketing opportunity tie because mm-hmm. if you had, you know, like some lesser known item on there, then I could be looking at that while I'm shitting on the in the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Use it to scrape it all over. Um, really exactly. good for planning your next move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know wow. like my uh, my friend when they were in high school and they had to go to the bathroom, their key, they're like, they instead of a hall pass, their like hall pass would be a urinal or no, sorry, like a toilet seat. The hall pass oh was God. a toilet seat. So when you went to the bathroom and you're, walking down the hallway between classes you have to carry that with you which is a really smart idea because it then identifies to other teachers that you aren't skipping class you are going to the bathroom i mean that's pretty that's very narc behavior uh similar mm-hmm. to our last episode that's one that's one way to know that you're a narc um mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I like that tie because then it immediately signals yeah i'm not skipping class but it also signals that I have to get permission to uh, release my bowels, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. that, <laughs> and that's not uh, alpha male behavior. No, but this is a first world country. You shouldn't need permission for that kind of thing. Exactly. I don't need to ask. Um, hey, excuse me, teacher. Um, I need to go to the bathroom. Um, I had a full long at lunch, and I need to go <laughs> to the bathroom. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do not order the meatball sandwich at Subway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I repeat. Exactly. Uh, damn. 
So like if, if it's uh, better male to do it in the ninth grade, how come it's totally acceptable at a fast casual establishment like Subway? Mm. That like is how true. do we make I mean, that the norm? It should be the norm, Ty. Um, I think it's not really a problem with Subways. It's the problem with um, dangerous neighborhoods because <laughs> you get the um, stragglers, you know, who like, zombie walk their way into the subway mm-hmm. and ask like can i have a cup of water <laughs> or, <laughs> it's either that or um start screaming at other patrons or they you know furiously try to break into the bathroom um mm-hmm. it's usually one of these three things and i don't know about you ty but i used to live in a gentrified neighborhood that was mm-hmm. very scary at times and you you'd be amazed at how many free croissants were given out uh, when just a homeless person appears out of nowhere. It's just slow. It's almost like a hidden meaning. It's like just take this and leave, <laughs> and then wow, it's the most peaceful exchange possible. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit of a um, uh, negotiation situation. They're gonna yeah. this person is going to keep your patrons hostage, terrify them until. <laughs> until they get what they came for so the croissant mm-hmm. is the perfect negotiation tactic yeah, that's a treat for me hell, hell i'd be pretty happy with that mm-hmm. i mean imagine homeless people in like 15 years when you get handed a croissant and then you just hear them say almond <laughs> <laughs> dude i am totally a butter stand so i get it i know i don't too. deviate from the recipe and the fact exactly. that people are still trying to make like a matcha croissant or like a chocolate filled one happen. I don't know. Move Ty, on. This is where you, this is where you lost me, Ty, because a chocolate croissant, and I, I can only assume you're talking about a pan au chocolat. That's my go-to pastry. Really? Yeah. No, it it's the Why? only, it's the only pastry with a sauce. <laughs> I struck you as more of a cinnamon Bun boy. <laughs> not a pan of chocolate. I am a bun boy, but not in that sense. Um, I love my buns and I cannot lie, Ty, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but when it comes to pastries, it's uh give, give me a little of that Nutella with uh, mm-hmm. you know powdered sugar on top with my Americano and I'll be on my way. And, mm. and I won't and I won't hold this place hostage. <laughs> <laughs> but he will if you put him up to it i don't yeah. know man i'm not a pan of chocolate man i feel like the textures are so varying they almost compete with each other like do you want like melted mush or do you want flaky dried and mm. it's the best of both worlds on the pan of chocolate but i feel like much like drake and 21 savage when they come together they don't make it better. They just lift <laughs> each other. They just make it sleepier. Yeah. <laughs> That's really... I mean, you're right, Ty. The butter and flake combo is, you know, the throne. Um, yeah. To, to gr- all 10 greats. Um, but I, I, I can't deny I have a bit of a sweet tooth. And oftentimes, a little bit of sweet is just what I need with my coffee in the morning, you know? Just the... Yeah. Just the... <clears throat> kick me in the gear damn well i okay i'm straight up a butter hive because i'm addicted i'm addicted to wheat eric 
So whenever <laughs> I just get an opportunity for like a plain as pastry, I get very excited about that. And mm. that the fatty creaminess of the butter, that satisfies me. Um, ever since meat left my life, I've been looking for like extra fatty, like ooey gooey mm-hmm. things to kind of like replace that, but more in like an umami way, not in a sweet way. So the the butter croissant is my meat, Eric. <laughs> That's mm. my morning meat. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's morning uh, wheat. This guy turns into a carnivore when he sees uh, like a tray of croissants going to the oven. Mm. He says, "Let me, let me get one of those." Mm-hmm. Like, I don't blame you. That's a that's like one of the best things ever invented, and it's so mm-hmm. good that I'm like scared for Bay to ever attempt to bake one because mm. I'm like, this is like, this is God's work right here, and you're messing with mm-hmm. God if you try to create one of these things yourself. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth it. Like you might ruin it. And then, you know, we're going to get into an argument. <laughs> you know, that's the weird thing though. It's like, I've had bad croissants. We all have. Oh, you of course. Maybe, maybe <clears throat> you them at, yeah. You went to Costco and you bought 40 of them. And you thought <laughs> $4.99, this is an obscene deal. And it was indeed too good to be true. <laughs> or perhaps at your local first wave cafe, they attempted to make one. Or you got one at the Air Canada Lounge mm. uh, or like while you were on your last layover. No, mm. the, problem, the thing though, Eric, is that even the worst croissants I've ever had, I still finished. Because they're, they're not <laughs> of course. inedible. They're just not, they just don't really taste like croissants. They end up just tasting like a dinner roll or like a, like a buttery bun. That doesn't mm-hmm. seem that bad. It doesn't seem that bad. And we're being picky at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But what's better, Ty? The Air Canada Lounge croissant that, you know, was provided to you for free mm-hmm. um, minus the heavy annual fee on your Amex or the steep, steeply priced onboard in-flight croissant that was offered to you via the entertainment menu. <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you eric they're the same croissant you think they're one sourced from two different pastry shops no way <laughs> one one of them costs 700 dollars. the other one costs seven zero zero cents yeah. 700 cents is what i meant to say mm-hmm. um wow when you put it that way ty <laughs> the price of convenience price of convenience like, that's why I'm, I swear Subway could take their Italian loaves and sell them at a bakery, just like as a, as a baguette-ish, a baguette-style loaf, we'll call it. That's what they would actually put on the label, baguette-style loaf. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen that from time to time. And people mm-hmm. would probably buy it. They would spend upwards of, I don't know, 4 $5 <laughs> on that, Eric. Which is obscene to me because down the street, they're giving it to you for free with your sandwich. <laughs> Just buy one sandwich and you get that loaf of bread. Yeah, all you got to do is pay for the meats and the bread's mm-hmm. free, Ty. You get a free charcuterie board out of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. They don't charge you until you tell them which meat. Like That's the determining factor for your meal. The bread's mm. got nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's, it's a foot-long... BMT that okay now ching that's one price tag mm-hmm. um on herbs and cheese mm-hmm. right you order 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 and then you say if you say the words the keyword guac 
That's mm-hmm. cha-ching, another 99 yep. cents added to your total. Trigger um, word. And you say, trigger word. And then you say, you know what? Can we go back and actually go double cheese? Cha-ching, that's another 2.99 added to your sandwich. Th- th- these are these are the words you gotta uh, just eliminate from your vocabulary because it's not mm-hmm. worth it at some point. Weird situation, Eric. Let's say you add the guac. <laughs> you get to the register, cha-ching, they charge you extra <laughs> for the guac. You say... I didn't know the guac was extra. I'm guarantee you this has happened before. I didn't mm. know the guac was extra because they don't mm. clearly state it on the menu. So now mm. you're there. The sandwich artist has got the guac on the foot long. You say, I don't want to pay for the guac. Are they going to <laughs> option A, take the price of the guac off your bill or option B, take the guac off your sandwich? <laughs> Some someone's getting off in this scenario, and most of the time it's it's not me, dude. I don't. I um, think they would. I think the sandwich artist would take the guac off. Isn't that? I think off? they would probably take the guac off. You might get some residual guac, which yeah. would be worth the free price tag. Yeah. Um, but Ty, I think this is something we can work into our standard practice at Subway, mm-hmm. and it is to ask for the guac, and then wait for them to confirm the price before they put it on your sandwich. Mm-hmm. And if they do confirm the price before they dig their little ice cream scooper in there, then that's when you say, you know what, never mind. Um, but if they don't say anything and scoop it right on, then I think you're in luck because um, we have uh, rights as buyers die in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you just voided the terms of service on the guac. Exactly. I was never notified of any price hike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would stand up in court, dude. I like you this would. idea. I'm gonna try it because some sandwich artists are—they're pretty—they're narks. They'll—they will like alert alert you for any price discrepancies. I remember last time I tried to add rice to my sandwich, they told me that would cost extra, and I said <laughs> to them, "Why would I pay extra for grain? You just gave me twelve inches of free grain. I don't mm. need more." Mm, I think we got to push the limits of this theory, Ty, because if you're truly paying for the meats and the amount of meats, mm-hmm. hence BMT Fulong, are we able to somehow weasel in like a free loaf of bread in there? Like, can we get double bread? <laughs> no one's ever tried. I would love double bread. <laughs> dude, double bread would be awesome. And then, oh. dude, that sounds awesome. And you just get uh, some sauce maybe on the side, dip, dip. Mm-hmm. If you put one loaf of the bread inside the other, you cut them both open and you just slide that in there, bun on bun, and then toast to that and double toast it. You'll get like extra crispy on the outside and nice, warm, gooey, like a like the inside of a croissant on the inside. Mm. Oh, it would be heavenly, Eric. I would love that. And I would love for them to surgically inject garlic butter inside and then mm-hmm. throw it in the toaster. Just watch Ooh. that thing sizzle in there. Yeah, because you actually have like the layering, just like our the the croissant we fondly love. Exactly. I would dude. I would maybe even ask them oh, to shit. take take their little sandwich <laughs> artist hands and give that thing a little squeegee before they put it in. Try to get some uh, layering going. Wow, I love the way wow. you think, Ty. Could you is... make a croissant using Subway bread? Because all it is is like. It's a thinner, like, sheet of dough, right? And you, like, roll it, and then you bake it. Could you – or is that a dinner roll? I don't even know, Ty. I don't, I don't know. know anymore. 
Yeah, I don't what a run funny a bake concept. Shop. What a funny product name for bread, a dinner roll. <laughs> what the mm-hmm. fuck is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a roll for dinner. <laughs> it's stupid. I know what it is, but it's a stupid name. It's so stupid. It's like one of those like like uh, 1950s American like TV dinners. It's like you get a bag of dinner rolls and it's like made in a factory or something. Mm-hmm. I had a few dinner rolls last week when I was <laughs> celebrating an early American Thanksgiving. And that seems to be the one meal that has like dinner rolls are mostly extinct except for that meal, like that and Christmas dinner, dinner rolls mm-hmm. like suddenly repopulate tables around America. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they exactly. go what into hibernation until the next uh, the next holiday. I mean, yeah, that's how trends work, I think. But that's how most like seasonal cuisines operate, I guess. Like, no one's consuming or buying pumpkins unless it's like October. You know what I mean? Even November is a little dicey, but it's a, it's a once a year kind of thing, Ty. Yeah, but that's like that has a legitimate reason, Eric, because pumpkins are harvested in October that's when the only time they're edible (laughs) but dinner rolls as far as I understand you can make any day you want you can have a dinner roll tonight if you fancied it but I you're absolutely correct Uh, (laughs) um, but are we really going to sit here and believe that there are such things as seasonal vegetables. <laughs> like we've we've evolved past that. I, every vegetable at Subway is available twenty four seven. Yeah, Subway is a seasonality <laughs> denier for sure. Exactly, Subway is flat earthing their way through the you know the natural calendar. I'm so curious about the macroeconomics of sourcing that many fresh tomatoes all year round. There's probably a Wendover Productions video on this, Ty, and mm-hmm. we just need to A, get them on the pod, or B, submit a video request. Mm, I think we should do both after this episode. That's a great idea. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Oh, wow. I imagine just, like, talking and then hearing his voice. I don't know. That's just, like, so cool to me. Wow. I don't like bringing on guests that have a better mic setup than myself, which is all guests. That's why we don't have any guests. <laughs> that is why we don't have any guests we've canceled all of them and yeah we just don't want to sound worse on our own podcast Mm -hmm. you're not going to come on our podcast and sound better and smarter than us Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen yeah (laughs) i uh keep my eye open for any celebrity sightings with wired earbuds and if i see that they got the old ipod nano still going we send them a dm right away (laughs) (laughs) Can I get your number, Shorty? Yeah. Wow. Um, we cut the wires off of our headphones, and they sound worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Bluetooth is funny. Yeah, it is. It, but it does uh, increase the convenience of recording with you, because while we were talking, I got up, I walked into my kitchen, I thought about grabbing a Budweiser from the fridge, and then the angel on my shoulder instructed me to fill my glass up with ice cold flat water instead and here we are i'm so sorry to hear that that you went with flat water hey man Um, i'm 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 one day sober and it feels good (laughs) yeah i haven't drank in 14 hours and i'm not a huge fan of it to be honest 
I like it when I'm buzzed better. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, it's pretty nice. I had a glass of wine after, like basically towards the end of the work day yesterday. Um, spoiler alert, we have real jobs. Um, mm-hmm. But it felt really good to disassociate from reality. <laughs> Do you agree? Oh, 100%. And I, I think the other benefit is not just the... Uh, inebriating effects but the treat yourself moment you think Mm. oh daddy had a hard day i just need to treat myself treat myself (laughs) glug glug i uh yeah i you can't even say that i treated myself too much because i hit the gym afterwards i had a i had a Mm. glass of wine a nap and then i went to the gym and if that doesn't say functioning alcoholic then i don't know what will I don't know. Two out of three things is good for you. Three out of three, yeah, it's biodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was from Napa Valley. I, I would say it's pretty good wine. Cool. Yeah. It, if it if it wasn't cheap labor that made it, it was. It's probably good for you, dude. Everything's cheap labor nowadays. Unless you're ordering your like prime rib from a a career server. You're probably <laughs> someone's losing down the line. <laughs> That's true because the career server who is slicing my prime rib got it from a cow who's making more than I am. Wow. <laughs> Damn. I think about that all the time. Every time I like, <laughs> park my car downtown, it's like, how is this parking lot making more an hour than I am? Wow. When you put it that way, I'm never paying for parking again, Ty. What a scam. It's the biggest scam. See, Ty, we, we make decent passive income through this podcast, but I'm always looking for ways to diversify my portfolio. Um, how do we become rich? <laughs> well, I, how can we open a parking lot? It's so easy. You just need <laughs> to find the land. Like, we should look for pave, the cheap. Bleh. You just got to find a nice park and just pave over it, and then you're done. <laughs> yeah, totally. We should try to find the cheapest land in the greater Vancouver area. Ideally, it's already paved, but if not, we might need an angel investor. (laughs) Uh, If there's any angel investors that are fans of this podcast, bang our line, um, pave it over, hire some high school dropout to monitor the entrance. We don't even need any of that fancy equipment. Just get a guy with like a stack of 20s to monitor. Wow, yeah. And... um... Yeah, we only accept cash, obviously, because cash we will only. not be reporting this to the uh, CRA. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the IRS for the Canadians. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, we could do that, Ty. But what if we bought the parking lot, created a parking lot, and then created a subway in the parking lot? Mm. You could do a lot of things on the parking lot, Eric. You could host <laughs> a block party, a street fair. A uh, lot party, a lot party. You could you could host concerts. Mm-hmm. You could you could have a mural festival, <laughs> and everyone could <laughs> <laughs> paint it. <laughs> what is a mural festival called when it's painted on the ground? Is that just like what is that? Side, street, a sidewalk street chalk art? festival. I don't know. Yeah, sidewalk Wait, chalk. It's quite literally street art, like. Actual street art is just building art, but this would be street art. 
Uh, it wouldn't be a mural festival tie without a beer garden. <laughs> mm-hmm. you could open a beer garden. Yeah, we could we could leverage one of the handicap spots to house ten to fifteen chairs, and mm-hmm. you know, offer maybe some local tap. Oh hell yeah, dude! We got dude. it all going. We got we got a guy at the one area that isn't roped off with a clicker. We got bike valet. We have a. The a few of like the local credit unions have set up booths. Yeah, there's an Evo booth where you're able to get some mm-hmm. free minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, Dude, it's funny because uh, it's funny because if we were to actually do some IRL like community gathering activation, we would focus heavily on like these small irrelevant details and not even what the theme is about. Like mm-hmm. we we would be worried about the guy with a clicker. And like making sure that making sure that the clicker is like an antique like clicker that is able to you know upload to the cloud or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> the guy's got to have like the ultimate clicker guy fit. I'm thinking like a Tom Brown suit would look pretty cool for a clicker so guy. Yep, he could you know get the Tom Brown suit and take some scissors to the trousers, make them mm-hmm. the shorts. Oh, you know it's going to be a hot day. It's going to be a smoker out there when this guy's out there clicking it up. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, This is the first Subway tailgate. And, you know, we're happy to announce that it's sponsored by Think Fresh and Anchor. Mm, Hell, yeah. Dude, I can't wait to go over to the party substation, grab (laughs) two two inches of mystery sandwich, and then munch along while I check out the... uh, The craft olive oil booth, and maybe get myself a <laughs> freshly pressed lemonade. Mm-hmm, exactly. I can't wait to wait in line at the, um, you know, homemade pickle booth, mm-hmm. um, and sample the latest spicy garlic cornichon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also wouldn't mind a milk to go tasting booth. <laughs> I I don't order the milk to go at Subway, Eric. I'm afraid of it. I've never mm-hmm. tried it. I would like the opportunity to just have one ounce of each flavor and then form an opinion. Mm, one ounce of milk is gross, just to say the least. <laughs> uh, imagine four. Imagine four. Imagine that, a that's a flight, flight of milk. A flight milk of milk. Flight. Yo, I would actually be interested in investing in a milk flight because can you actually taste the difference between 1%? two percent skim and the homogenized one oh half and half heavy cream of course because like you said um if you're looking for something fatty and buttery and umami like Mm -hmm. then you know the fattier the milk the happier you'll be because you can you can taste it it's it's in there you can taste i find that i find i find that hard to believe eric surely i could tell the difference between white chocolate and strawberry but when we different strains of the white milk i i you're telling me you could go in <laughs> blind taste test blind and you would assert yourself as the milkman absolutely Ty. i'm a milk expert on this podcast and i'm happy to report that uh yeah milks are different thoughts <laughs> I think Big Milk is trying to trick me here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's like toothpaste dude like you have this whole shelf of like this one's half and half this one's cream this one's eight percent this one's two percent this one's skim and you're like then you're like i like the skim it's like sure you do dude they're all the same they're all this they're all milk all the same uh except this is it gay to order the homo milk fellas (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm homo milk curious i'll try (laughs) i'll try it once yeah exactly drinking homo milk in my skims Mm -hmm. (laughs) dude what skims milk give you curves whoa whoa i think you just like uncovered the secret to their branding time i get it now wow wow well i'm steadily falling asleep now ty because i am uh laying down and i'm recording i don't know how rick rubin does this for a living i would just be asleep during every studio session yeah i think it's a lot of drugs he also has a lot more like tangible toggles and switches he can play with <laughs> in the studio. I just have this big fat record button. Yeah, I have the volume adjuster on my AirPods Max. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It's much better doing this in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we might do that this this week. We'll see. Yeah, dude, this is uh, energy draining. I'm currently laying horizontally on my couch. I like. I look like I'm planking. I feel like a slice of a uh, twelve inches of Italian herb and cheese before I'm cut open and filled with salami. <laughs> I don't want to be filled with salami, Eric. <laughs> oh. Well. Kind of on that note, I think we should end the episode here. And I think so too. I'm gonna go fill myself with wine and salami, and yeah. get ready for maybe a bath. We'll see. We'll see how Ooh. the night pans out. You're speaking my language. Send me your itinerary, and I will use it as inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'll send you the spread later, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the charcuterie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want that picture. <laughs> cancel that order oh, boy all right buddy talk to you again soon a ciao right. stink fresh everybody ciao <laughs>